0: The Oklahoma City Thunder get revenge on the Memphis Grizzlies. Today, in Memphis, the Thunder beat Memphis because SGA returns, Josh Giddy returns, and so many more players that were playing in this game did not play the last time these two teams faced off. So, what happened in this game? How did the Thunder win this game? And Darius Baisley's new role as a bench player is working out to perfection, all coming up. Unlocked on, on Thunder Podcast, Unlocked on, on Podcast Network. Your teams every day. <laughs> Don Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Thunderpod. email the show, lothunderpod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Truebill, we will dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder game against the Memphis Grizzlies as the Thunder look to revenge their embarrassing loss as we dive into the new starting lineup and who was locked in that first five for the Thunder and how the Thunder were able to come back and have the biggest swing in NBA history as they lost by 73 points last time but beat Memphis in this game. This podcast is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is a new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you do not want or need anymore or even negotiate better deals for the ones that you want to keep. So the game overview is as followed. Vit was out today. He's with the Blue playing in that showcase, which the Blue have advanced to uh, the championship, championship game of the uh, G League showcase. John Morant played for Memphis after missing, I think, 10 or 12 straight games uh, for the Grizzlies. Of course, he did not play whenever the Grizzlies beat the Thunder by 73 points. OKC uh, was looking at Trey Mann at the the point guard position and Darius Baisley at the small ball five off the bench, according to Mark pregame. And then Mark also said that long-term, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is not exclusively a center and that they're going to look for ways uh, to get him at the four, which they did tonight whenever they started him alongside with Derek Favors. Uh, Mark also said that uh, only SGA, Ludor, and Josh Skiddy are locked into the starting five. So they could interchange everyone else, but it seems like they're going to start SGA Dort Giddy for every single game this year that they are healthy to play in. Uh, Memphis will start in this game. John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, and Steven Adams. The Thunder start SGA Dort Giddy, Jerry, in Favors. Baisley, of course, was the first off the bench, and he had a huge spark for the team. This team allowed us like seven a 20-7 to seven run. They looked so uninterested at the start of this game. Uh, the energy was very, very bad to start. And remember in the preview yesterday, I was talking about how you know, there should be no excuses to get up for this game and to, and to get excited about this game and to uh, put your best foot forward in these kind of scenarios where you get beat by 73 points last time out uh, against Memphis. And to my surprise, they were not prepared or say or prepared. They were not ready uh, to play. They were not amped to play in this game against the Memphis Grizzlies. And when Baisley came in, it all changed. He was just a huge spark for this team. And the the energy and the effort level rose whenever Baisley went into this contest and it maintained and got better throughout the game. So credit to the Thunder for being able to take what was a terrible start, I mean just an awful, awful, awful start, and flip it into what would what end up being a win and a positive game with so many key points to touch on Uh, That ended up being good for the Thunder. The Thunder went 102-99. to The Thunder went down by 16 points, so they got down by 16 in this game, and then they once got up by 10 in this game. Uh, Six times this contest was tied. 13 times there was a lead change in this contest. The Thunder shot 42% from the floor and 28% from deep and 67% from the line. Memphis shot 38% from the floor 34% 34% from deep and 20 and a 76% from the line points in the paint goes to Memphis, 54 to 36. Second chance points goes to Memphis, 22 to 15. Here's the big one. Fast break points. You know that I preach and preach and preach about fast break points. Well, in this game, the thunder won the fast break battle, 16 to 12. And the last time these two teams played, whenever they had that historic loss, the fast break points were zero to zero. There were no fast break points uh, for either team in this, in that game. The Thunder did not really gain control of this game until a late late second quarter run really helped them uh, bring it back to like a tie around halftime. I think they actually went down in the locker room, down one or whatever. But, of course, they narrowed the gap uh, totally in the second quarter. But they didn't take control of this game and really put their stamp on it until the third quarter, mid-third quarter run. They had a huge run that allowed them to go on to win this game. In the second half of this game, the Thunder shot 49% from the floor. Memphis only shot 38%. In the second half, Memphis dominated the rebounding boards early. I mean, it was embarrassing how uh, efficient the, the Grizzlies were at getting rebounds. Steven Adams broke records in the first quarter, and he was on pace to uh, pull in a bajillion rebounds. we go with the on pace stat there. Uh, and it was kind of expected because, you know, this is a, a Thunder team that's very small and that it's not built for boards. And this is a Memphis team that plays particularly big uh, considering the modern NBA uh, landscape. And Adams finishes with 14 rebounds in this game. Uh, so he had like 12 of those though in like the first quarter. So obviously things turn around on the board as the Thunder win the battle of the glass 62 to 60, but that was a very, a very big shock that they were able to overcome that and, and kind of win that battle on the, on the rebounding edge against Memphis. Seven block shots for the Thunder. Memphis only blocked two shots. Now, of course, Darius Baisley, the biggest proponent of that with four blocks, the only player on the Thunder who had multiple blocks was Darius Baisley with his four. Uh, the Thunder had... Five double-digit scores. Memphis had four double-digit scores, and of course, the Thunder walk away with a big win. And it's just another game where it's a fun and exciting contest. And that's really what you want to see happen here. I mean, this is a young team that we know is not going to contend for a championship. We know that their goal is not to contend for a championship, but their goal is to develop players and to grow players and whenever you have fun games like this in competitive games, it's not only enjoyable for us to watch at home, but it's a environment in which you can productively learn in and you can have trial and error and see what works and doesn't work down the stretch of games and play in these competitive and close games. But coming up, we're going to talk about individual efforts and who stood out uh, on each team, but specifically of course, the Thunder and we're going to start with Darius Baisley who really Turn this game around with his efforts. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at Truebill. Truebill is incredible. Do you want to know why that free trials are new without your consent? It's because it's a business scam to get you out of your money. So do not let these greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your life and your money right now. And do not let greedy corporations scam you out of your money Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you do not need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save $720 per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. It is all in one tap at Truebill. They have a concierge that is there for you if you need them to help you cancel your unwanted subscriptions, so you do not have to. Truebill has over 2 million users help save up to a hundred million dollars. Truebill is there for you, so do not fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. You can start canceling subscriptions today at Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. BA. am right now, I've got good friends over at Bet Online today. G, Online is your online sport book experts. They're helping you out, uh, they're letting you bet on sports. It's a lot of fun whenever you're sitting around. Uh, when watching a game, if you have some action on it and you have an ability to have a rooting interest, I, I use the example of Christmas Day. We all love Christmas Day games, we all watch Christmas Day games. And the thing is, this year, the Thunder are not playing Christmas Day. So, who are you going to root for? Who's going to get your vested interest besides just watching good basketball? You can do so and get that interest and in root in rooting interest by going to betonline.ag and betting on the game. And prop bets and spreads and over/under and things like that all throughout the Christmas Day slate and all throughout the season uh, as football marches on to the playoffs. You can bet you can bet on football too, basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait. Take advantage of these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and best way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So do not wait. Take advantage of these amazing offers at BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Use the code locked on. For a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at .ag by using our code Locked On. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, Unlocked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thunder Pod. Email the show, lo at Call into the show, 405-362-7128. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you, talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all platforms, including the new platform of YouTube, so make sure that you go check that out. For your second listen, go check out the Lockdown NBA podcast because they're going to get you set for all the news and notes around the association, and you know uh, that there is a lot to get to as we uh, have these health and safety protocol news breakings uh, every time you turn around. Stay up to date on who's playing, who's in, who's out. With Lockdown NBA and Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, if you're a fantasy basketball player and need to know, the injury reports up to the minute. Josh Lloyd does so many shows a a day to make sure that you all know exactly what's happening around the NBA. Uh, So the big thing from an individual standpoint, we did the team overview and how the team was able to win this game, but Baisley was a big proponent of this as a player, four for seven from the floor, 57% uh, from the floor, one for three from three, seven rebounds and assists, four blocks, 10 points. He looked great. He he had one drive where you can say, ah, eh, that was probably a bad decision. Probably shouldn't have done that, Darius Baisley. One drive where he, he did his little ISO spinning in the lane uh, shot that resulted in a turnover. Okay, he had one bad possession. And, and I think that because of the narrative around Darius Baisley and because... 90% of the fan base doesn't like Darius Basley. that his one bad possession gets hyper extended and just talked about nonstop. And it kind of clouds what was a really, really great game from Darius Basley. Whenever folks, SGA has bad games too. Josh Giddy has bad plays too. Pokushevsky has some really bad plays too. Everyone has bad plays. No one is gonna play a perfect game. It's impossible to have one possession that you can single out and say, uh, oh, look right here, though. Yeah, they did all this great stuff over here, but look at this one drive that really, really hurt the team. Literally every player has that happen to them. So all in all, this was a great game from Darius Baisley, 23 minutes tonight, and I think that the Thunder should keep him in this bench role. I, I, I know that uh, a lot of you have already kind of given up on Baisley, but the team hasn't, the organization have not and I haven't because of his potential as an athlete, his potential as a player. But I think that you don't want to rush him back to a starting role. Of course, every competitor, every player wants to be a starter. From SGA, down to Gabriel Beck, everybody in this team wants to be in that starting five. It's a prestige thing. It's a class thing. It's it's just every competitor wants to be there. And so obviously, Baisley, as he continues to have these good games, will want to be in the starting unit. But you do not want to rush that. And I do not think that the Thunder will rush that but you do not want to rush that back because I think that it can really be more beneficial in the long run for Darius Baisley and for the team in general, because remember if the team finds a way to hit on Darius Baisley and make it pan out in some capacity, that helps the rebuild as well. It's another player that you have at your disposal, because right now the thunder don't have sweeteners. We can talk all about the, the great picks that Pressy's made the trades, the draft capital, but draft picks alone do not get deals done. We saw that last off season. You need sweeteners. And right now, the Thunder do not have anybody you can throw in with those draft picks to make a trade. Because you, you don't want to throw in SGA. You don't want to throw in Josh Giddy, Most of you don't want to throw in Lou Dort. You don't want to throw in Pokerchevsky. You don't want to give up on him. So you're running out of options to sweeten the deal along with those draft picks. And so basically panning out not only as a player for the Thunder but as a potential sweetener for the Thunder in a trade would be big for this Thunder's future. So that's why the organization is not giving up on him, and that's why no one should give up on him yet. And that's why long-term it's best, I think, to keep him in this bench role because it was clear over these last two years that his confidence was going downhill and downhill and downhill and downhill on the offensive end. Let him play this small ball role, which you know, if you've listened to the show since I took over in May, 2020, you know that, you know that I've been saying, Hey, this team needs to start looking at basically at the small ball five and that Houston Rockets playoff series in the bubble. I was screaming for, Darius Baisley to play small ball five and exploit the Houston Rockets. And whenever Billy Donovan did put him in small ball five positions in that series, the Thunder played really well. So letting him play that position, letting him play in that role and play against bench players is just a huge confidence builder a reminder to Darius Baisley, what he can accomplish, what he can be in this league doing against NBA athletes and NBA game action. So I think that the Thunder should keep him on that bench role for a month at least and let him continue to build on these good games. Because remember, the big struggle with Baisley in that starting group and in these last two seasons was not missing out on a big game or not having those big games. He would have big games. You would have legitimately good games and great games even that you, that you could grade out as great. If you want to look at them from a critical eye and break down every single possession, you could break them down as great throughout this entire stretch these last two years that he's, that he's been awful overall. The problem with Baisley was not being able to build on these games, not being able to take one game that was really good and turn it into two. And the problem is he can turn one bad game and turn it into three or four. So flipping that script right there can go a long way for his development and also can really be flipped by using him in that bench role. Show him that he can build on these games. Show him that, that tomorrow against the Nuggets, he can play very well and he can he can use this game and use what he did in this game right duplicate that tomorrow and continue to build and stack success onto success and help him grow as a player. Pokaszewski though, got a huge stretch of minutes this time. remember we've been talking all season long that, you know, he only gets 10 minutes in a game, nine minutes in a game, 11 minutes in the game. In this game, he got 21 minutes, had three rebounds. I mean, I should say five rebounds, uh, two assists, a block, three points and one turnover. He, he was, Pokaszewski was really good tonight for his role. I, I think that, Pochevski only took, you know, three shots. He took two of them from three-point land and he just is playing within himself. And he still has that flair about himself, but he's not he's not doing the blooper real stuff, which is why I think that you're seeing his minutes increase and increase and he still shows you those flashes of what could be from Pochevski, what he might be able to do long-term for the Thunder. But he there was also good pinch play from Kenny Hustle and Mike Muscala. Kenny Hustle had 13 points, three rebounds, a steal, an assist, one shot missed for Kenny Hustle. He was really good tonight and helped this Thunder team win, and so was Mike Muscala, who had nine points and a rebound. And I don't want to give him credit because you know he went one for three from three-point land. That's obviously uh, rare for Muscala, who's having the best year of his career from deep. He's usually three for three from, from distance, but he was able to contribute in a multitude of ways because he got to the line th- uh, six times. He made one three, got to line six times, go six for six. So he was able to get fouled, of course, on that one uh, three-point shot, which helps you kind of increase your uh, free throw attempts. But still, when you can get Muscala at the stripe, you're getting free points. Uh, obviously, you think that you're going to get free points whenever you get him wide open on the three-point line, but sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way because it's a basketball and it's a rim and it's fluky, right? But one thing that's certain is usually getting him to the line. He'll go perfect from the stripe. And so, credit to him for getting going and getting himself going to the line. Uh, of course, the, the foul of the jump shot helped. But other than that, he was still very, very good. And the other elder statement, statesman, Derek Favors, is good too. Six points of steal, a block and assists, five rebounds, and three for seven shooting in that starting role. Uh, we'll talk tomorrow about what I think that the starting lineup should kind of mainly be uh, as we kind of figure out from Mark who the locks are, which we said before SGA, Ludort, Josh Giddy. Uh, and then I think that. Jeremiah Rumsfeld should be a lock, but Mark did, Mark pushed back on that and said he's not ready to say that yet whenever uh, Andrew Schlecht asked him about that. So we'll talk more about kind of the different line combinations and what kind of might be the best fit. I'm not sure Derek Favors is the best fit for the starting group, but he did play well in this game. He played really, really well in this game. So credit to him for helping out against a bigger Memphis squad. And I think that for this game specifically, this matchup specifically, it was a good call for Mark to start uh, Derek Favors. So... You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because Boost Mobile, uh, you can get uh, the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes of Locked on Thunder, the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month uh, per line so your family can harness all that brain power too and the power of one of America's leading 5G networks so you can do all that at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you're going to gain, just how powerful can you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone lines limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage are available everywhere or for all phones slash networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single day, every single morning. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball, so make sure you check us out and subscribe for free across all platforms including the new platform of YouTube. Every episode we put out is free, so you can listen to all of them at no cost to you. And I want to say right now to go check out our sister show, Locked on Bets, because Locked on Bets is a daily podcast. It's a one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q. An expert uh, analysis and insight from Lee Sterling it is free and available on all platforms and helps you win money because they are on a hot streak right now and they are winning their bets. So make sure you go check them out uh, over there at uh, Locked on Bets, wherever you get your podcasts from. Now let's get into the rest of this game. Obviously we've touched on Poku, Basley, Muscala, Kenny Hustle, Derek Favors, but uh, it also came from your bona fide stars. SGA plays 36 minutes a night and he scores twenty three points, four assists, five rebounds, three steals, including what was the game stealing steal. He did go over five from 3, 42 percent from the floor in general, and the eight free throw attempts. Now remember, last time out he had zero free throw attempts, so it was good to see him get, getting back to the stripe and getting eight free throw attempts. He only missed one shot at the line. Goes seven for eight. Now the, the three pointers, you know, you'd like to see him go better than zero for five. That's kind of self explanatory. But with SGA, it's kind of in that weird, in that weird kind of ground of. You do not want to take the three-pointers out of his game. You do not want to shut him down from shooting step-backs. You do not want to shut him down from shooting sidesteps because you think that as he continues to try those and continues to grow those, that it can really benefit your offense long-term, even if there's some growing pains right now. But of course, you want to also find ways for him to get going as a scorer currently, not just in the future. So uh, he's still doing a great job of scoring, still doing a great job offensively, just finding ways to get him going from three uh, instead of going over for 5 and make that more kind of consistent. Uh, but it's hard. I mean, it's really hard when you're trying out uh, a new a new weapon in your arsenal, so to say. So I think that SGA played great today, especially getting those steals and helping this team out in a massive way on that inbound steal that he says that all night Memphis threw some, uh, uh, some lazy inbound passes and he knew that he could get it, but he wanted to save it and wait and not exploit that until uh, the end of the game. And so it actually worked out to their advantage and the Thunder win this game. Uh, in a large part due to SGA, and also Josh Kiddie, who had 19 points, 11 assists, five rebounds, three three-pointers made. He's an amazing cutter, folks. I know we talk about his assists, 11 of them. They were all spectacular. Uh, they were all jaw-dropping for the most part. 19 points from him, five rebounds. He's an elite rebounder for his size, of course, but he does not, I don't think, get enough credit for the ability that he has to cut to the rim, and not just cut to the rim, but locate himself off the ball. And whenever he's playing off ball, he's able to figure out a way to exploit the defense and find that soft spot where they're not going to be at. I think back to one of the steals that, that happened late in the game. I can't remember if it was a Lou Dort steal or an SGA steal, but it happened right around the, the half court line. And so there was, of course, that cluster because you, you didn't really have it happen deeper in the other side of the court. So there's that, that initial burst of, hey, the ball's loose. We've all Someone's got to get the ball. It's alive right now. And then it ends up being a cluster of, OK, now Lou Dort has it. Where all do we go? And so S J does a great job of uh, of controlling the ball. Ludo, I think, flared out to the corner three. And then Josh Giddy just shuffles his feet into the uh, top, into the free throw line area, gets the feed from SGA as an easy layup, and, and the Thunder were able to can, uh, put the dagger in the Memphis Grizzlies off of that because of that smart relocation from Josh Giddy as a 19-year-old, not to freak out and not really know where he's supposed to be. I think that that's a huge threat to Mark, too, of like everyone kind of understands where they're going to be. And I think that Mark deserves a ton of credit uh, for this game because he was fantastic on drawing up out-of-bounds plays. Uh, He was fantastic at at getting the team to rise their energy level after a sloppy start and a start where this team looked like they didn't want to be there after losing by 73 points last time out. And Mark did a good job of correcting that within the flow of a game. And then also I think that his lamps were great. I think that, of course, his out-of-bounds plays were great. And just as I just said about the locationing, Every player knows their job on the Thunder. And that's really hard to do in general for NBA teams, but also really hard to do for a young NBA team. And so it's incredible to see that happening under Mark. The rotation today, Gabrielle Deck did not play. Ty Jerome did not play. Taylor did not play. Isaiah Roby did not play. Paul Watson Jr. did not play. Uh, Vit did not play. And Aaron Wiggins only played five minutes. Better of the day, I had the Thunder plus 10. That Money Moneyball pick, I had a Lou Dort and that cash as well. But both were correct for Lou Dort and Josh Getty on that moneyball pick. The MVP of the game, I got Josh Giddy as the MVP. 19 points, 11 assists, five rebounds, only three turnovers as kind of a more of a ball handler in this game. 3 four, 8 from three, 43% from the floor. Up next on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, we're going to have our Christmas wish list episode on Wednesday, on Thursday, Nuggets recap, and on Friday, Suns recap. All that's coming up for you on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. And So until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.